Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Whiskey Sex Talk. I am your host, Romeo. And I'm your co-host, Maria, and thank you all for being back with us. Tantra is the practice of being in a fully present relationship with life, a living connection with what is opening yourself, your senses, your awareness, your emotions to the present moment and experiencing reality from that place of openness. Tantra drops us more deeply into the experience of who we really are. It creates an active merging of body and spirit. When we practice Tantra, life turns on and so do we. On this week's episode, we will discuss four simple Tantric practices that will awaken one to oneself, one's partner, to love, and to being mindful. All right, and back in the show and in the studio is our Tantra coach, Fatih. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Romeo. Thanks for having me again. Hey, man. Thanks for coming on. I'm so glad. I'm excited for this, actually, for this episode. I really, 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 really want to dive in and start talking about these four Tantric uh, practices to build better intimacy in our relationships. So what can you tell us about Tantra and how it benefits us when we're in relationships. Well, Tantra is a esoteric way of looking into life. It's not just about relationships and sexuality, and it can be really um, very embracing of all different aspects of life. It's not just um, spirituality that's excluding matter, excluding sexuality, excluding food and our bodies and our pleasures, our desires. It's just offering us to be more conscious. Whatever we do, we can do it in a more conscious way. So, um, of course, conscious relationships are um, what we call tantric relationships. Like if you're trying to be conscious in your relationship, then you're trying to be tantric in your relationship. You know, I actually like that. I like the fact that it focuses on mindfulness, but specifically being present and really knowing how to or learning how to honor your partner um, it's, it's such an important thing. Cause I feel like a lot of us, you know, we go through the emotions when we're in relationships with people, whether it's, you know, our, our significant other, our family, we're some, most of the time we're not present. Let's just be honest. Um, especially nowadays, right. We tend to be on our phones. Yeah. We tend to be thinking oh, like, what do I need to do? You know, even if you, let's say you're at work, let's just take that an example. You're at work, you could be in a meeting, but you're not really present. You're like, oh, what do I have to do? Oh, you know, you, you, our mind are, is so busy and it's so hard and difficult to try to quiet the mind. Now, I could only imagine how difficult that must be, even though let's say you're in a relationship and you're in love and everything, but it's it's really, really hard to practice mindfulness. Um, what are like things that you think that we can practice? Let's say for the top, like, how do we honor our partner? Um, like, you know, as far as like building to starting to, to connect with them, what are, what are things that you suggest we can start people who want to learn a little bit or to just apply a little bit of, 
uh, Tantra into their lives? Well, when you think about it, um, biology, we are wired to have kids when we are in a relationship, right? Like that's the, from the biological perspective, that's the primary goal of any relationship. Um, and that's, that's a, I have to say, it's a big business, right? Like it's a, it's a serious business to have a kid. And so even if we are not going to have a kid in our relationship, like if we, do, if we even decided that, oh, I'm never going to have a kid in my entire life, still the relationship itself um, is demanding, demanding that seriousness, right? So a, seri- a relationship should not be something that is a kind of an escape from real life. The relationship itself is... It's so real. I think that's the real life, right? Because a lot of things for a lot of people, their life uh, revolves around their relationship. I'm not saying it should be the most important thing, especially when we work, when we think about men. When I work with men, I don't advise them to make their relationship the, the very first important thing, but it's quite important. So, um, and maybe sometimes even not to have a relationship is a good choice if if you are as an individual going through a you just broke up with your lover and you're not ready for something you know so i think relationship is a very very it's like a sacred um connection therefore like i'm a religious person i'm not a okay let's say i'm a spiritual person most of all um i would like to keep a beautiful space for sacred things in my life right so a relationship is uh, not anything different does it make sense yeah mm-hmm. so honoring itself comes naturally by this you know like um, my partner my male partner sorry, my male partner my female partner whoever i am interacting with um this person is very important like call significant other right you know and in tantra we go a little bit we go one step further in tantra we say that a male partner is shiva he is god you know he represents consciousness shiva is an archetype of consciousness and a female partner is Shakti, a goddess. And goddess can be representing, resonating with so many different aspects of life. But it's full of life, full of energy, full of sexuality, full of uh, enjoying the moment. This is what represents the feminine, the divine feminine. And divine masculine is mostly like um, just be present, be conscious, be aware. Um, and so that this there's polarity, you know, like the social dances of the Latin America, the tango some salsa these kind of dances um present this idea very well usually male partners lead the dance and female partners they just surrender to the flow they just surrender to the male partner so they can trust and open up themselves more like oh how look look how beautiful i am you know like how how beautiful i'm enjoying the moment and all of that can be happening thanks to the male partner who is solid who's conscious who's, who knows what he's doing so that she can trust him. So, um, but you don't have to learn Latin dances, you know, like you don't have to go there, but Mm -hmm. this is like a good metaphor of your relationship. Is that why you, yes. Is that why you choose to work primarily with men? Because, because, yeah, that uh, the male partner represents consciousness. So it feels like that's a bigger response. That's rather a big responsibility. You know, so the man needs to be aware and present and ready to take on a relationship. Yep. yep, exactly. I mean, first of all, the personal reason is I'm a man. 
I'm a, a heterosexual man, and I know how it feels to be a man, and I know how it feels to have a lingam, you know, and I. What is, is lingam? I I don't think people will. A lot of people may not know what that is. Um, penis in the Sanskrit way, like in the tantric right. way. Which yeah, would I'm a lingam holder. Okay. Go ahead. Which well, maybe you should expand on that. And what is having a penis in the how is that different from how we would view, uh, you know, a, a man in, I guess, the conventional right. Western society? Well, symbolically, it represents consciousness and presence. Again, like in Hinduism, in India, everywhere you go, almost in all temples, in most temples, I would say, there is a Shiva Linga, like the penis of Shiva. And they just, it's like a stone, erected stone, a black one, a big one. And they make rituals around it. They make, they make rituals. They worship it, and um, most probably not knowing all of them that it's the penis of God Shiva. Um, but the idea here is that it's not just penis. It's not just the physical organ of my right. body that helps me penetrate women, but I penetrate them with my consciousness, with my presence, with my spiritual um, integrity, right? So I can totally be present in a relationship sexual moment and she can totally trust me and totally open up and totally go into her goddesshood you know and become the shakti and open her yoni uh, for females in tantra vulva or yoni or, sorry vulva or vagina is a yoni sanskrit term um so why am i working with men uh, first of all as i said it's like i'm more familiar with the situation you know like i know how it feels to be I feel more like Makes I'm sense. the expert here. Yeah, and also, um, like when I look, I'm into the tantric world for 15 years now, and mostly, like in most spirituality, like we see uh, it's a women-dominated space, right? Like yoga classes, for example, are mostly female-dominated. Spiritual teachings and workshops are mostly female-dominated. It's changing somehow lately in the last couple of years, positively. And that's, I think, because um, tantra, when Tantra, it is the cult of the feminine. Like um, a female person can tap into the wisdom of Tantra more easily because they are, I mean, you are more introvert, right? Your, even your genitals is going inside, inwards. So there's a tendency to explore what's going inside. Like I'm not saying all women are there, but it's easier for women to go into the energy to go in and to tap into one's own being. We men, we are mostly like, like um, robot, more, more, more cerebral, as more they cerebral, call it, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, like we are like a head walking on the body, you know, like everything happens in the head world. Mm -hmm. That's so it's way um, difficult, way more difficult for us to connect with our body, like connect with our sexual muscles. Say, what's going on down there, you know, like and squeeze that muscles, learn to control ejaculation, and learn how to be present uh, with a female partner and, you know, like understand what is energy, understand what is chakras and how to work with them. So, and that's why probably there's less men in this field. And it's more difficult for them to get what Tantra is about. For women, as I said, you know, like it's much easier to understand what's a multiple orgasm, you know, like, oh, like, how can I 
have a constant orgasm for half an hour. For a female person, it's much easier. For a male person, it's much more difficult. It's 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 very difficult. And I think that here's the thing, you know, everybody, we, you know, we all have different walks of life, but I think one of those things, you, you mentioned it from the beginning, you said that um, from, from early onset, like we're meant to build connections. And here's what I think. We're, when we're in relationships, we're connected. We're there. there it's, it's, it's there, and we can see it because, you know, we're affected by each other. But there's a couple of things we can do, like, you know, to, to, to strength, strengthen that, that connection. There's a couple of techniques, and I think one of them that I actually really like is that the process of just, like, you know, um, saying five things that we like about each other, specifically the time that we've mm-hmm. spent, let's say, at that, let's say, this process is simple. It can be like while you're lying in bed or eating breakfast, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's in a moment where you're both really, really just chill, right. With your partner and you're fully present mm-hmm. in the present manner yes. where you can say just five things that you enjoy about that person that you just spent with. So let's say we saw a movie or something and you could just mm. say five things and it can be anything. It can be something silly, sweet, deep or profound. The, the whole point of that practice that I love, that I think uh, from what I've understand about Tantra is that these things strengthen. It's just, it's the beginning of that process of how to engage in that practice. Because once you start mm-hmm. engaging in that practice on a regular basis, it only deepens our love. And this is why I think Tantra specifically, and I love the fact that you help men because we talked about this in season three that men are so cerebral and Maria just mentioned men are just very, very, we're not in our bodies when it comes to being present and it's very, very difficult. And I think doing that, just sharing those five things is something amazing. And I, I, I really like it. Are there other things that you think we can apply just as a small, in a small step like that? Let's say for those who are looking to kind of, you know, take it like one step at a time. Well, that's a good introduction. What you already told, like to have, for example, for example, sexual communication is very important, right? You know, like mm-hmm. um, if a healthy sexual conversation around, don't like it like that. Like it's super helpful. It's super useful for the couple to go deeper, and they can enjoy each other more, right? Uh, otherwise, it's like a guesswork. You know, like I'm guessing she likes it like this. You know, like right. And this is a skill that can be practiced. You know, like, um, and but here's the thing: when it comes to like a typical traditional roles, most men, uh, heterosexual men, heterosexual men don't want to hear, don't want to get uh, feedback around the subject. So, <laughs> if, but the contrary thing is, the more I am open, the more I will learn how to be a great man, right? And right. this will make me a really. Uh, it will raise my status in society. I, my my girlfriend will be really. Um, satisfied with me because I know how to touch her. And the thing is, some women are identified with the goddess, which, which uh, is called Kali. Her name is Kali, and it's, it's this violent uh, head cutting, you know, like um, male skull uh, jewelry carrying goddess. You know, it's very scary, you know, like like she carries around with what's, what should I call it? This neck mm-hmm. necklace. A necklace of skulls, male skulls, you know, like because she's cutting the head of the guys all the time. But she's in love with Shiva. She can make love with Shiva because Shiva is conscious. But the guys who are not conscious, she just cuts them, cuts their head off. 
Cuts them so off, some yeah. women are like that. Yes. Yes. Some women are like that. And they will be like very, very direct on the man. You know, like when you touch me like that, I feel like that. You know, like very direct feedback. Like, why are you doing it like this? Especially some fiery women. I had a lot of partners like this in my past. So the first moment, it is very irritating. And it's really mm -hmm. like breaking your ego. And, you know, like it's like offending. But I learned a lot from this kind of women because they teach me, they show me aspects of my masculinity that are not aligned, you know, like that, oh, I'm rushing when I'm giving a massage, for example. But if I'm rushing while giving the massage, it's not really tantric massage, you know, serving her. So, or like if I'm penetrating her too early, for example, and they will react this way or that way and they will show that they are not happy. And I really appreciate it right now. And I, I'm like talking to my clients, you know, I appreciate Kali because maybe she's going to cut your head off, but it's going to help you become more Shiva, become more conscious. It gets you, it just goes straight to the point, right? Well, I think, I think that yeah. even though that's a positive thing, like I, listen, I'm all about being direct and being honest because, you know, relationships have to be found in honesty. And I think, uh, one, I mean, let's, let's just take that example, right. That you just talked about Fatih. Um, it's all, I mean, I think it's a good idea. Like, let's just say hypothetically to not hypothetically do a really a five minute check-in because if you do a five minute check-in with your partner, the whole purpose is to tune like into ourselves to remind ourselves what's important to us in the, in that moment. And it could be anything about our lives and, and, and we can share that with our partners. It doesn't have to be that direct. I mean, there's ways of communicating because this, the whole purpose of this check-in is not necessarily about the relationship, but it's about us, us, the individual. It's about, about reconnecting with who we are in this moment and expressing our truth to our partner. And again, it's very simple yet it's a process, but it's profound. And there's a couple of things we can always ask, you know, you know, you're talking about, you mentioned about the, 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 the you know, the, the partner that's saying, I don't like how you penetrate me. I, you know, I don't like that. It could be just as far as like, how am I doing my life? What's important to me at that moment? You know, what am I working on? What, what do I want to create? What challenges are I'm encountering and they're appearing to me right now. But by having that little bit of time to tune into our own process and then sharing it, we can create a really deep connection with ourselves specifically and a more intimate connection with the person we love in front of us. And I know that like, you know, the, the whole woman with the skull thing, it's a little intimidating. And, you know, we have to really applaud people who are bold and, and are willing to express um, how they feel because they're trying to convey something and that's connecting with us, you know? Yeah, Tantra is the pathway of the heroes. You know, like it's not something to take in light. You need to be courageous. You, it can be intimidating. It's, it's intimidating. extremely intimidating. Yeah, one metaphor I like is like it's like playing with fire. And sometimes it can burn you. Um, you know, sexual energy is very powerful. Sexual experiences, sexual emotions are very powerful. And intimacy is very difficult in many ways. So... Um, as we talked in the beginning of the conversation, it needs to be taken very seriously. I mean, not just in a way like it's boring, that serious kind of thing, but like, of course, we can have a lot of fun, a lot of joy. But then when it's of the relationship, we need depth. We need to go deep right. in our relationship because Tantra is opening up all the way to, to the God, to divine energy, you know, the divine consciousness. So, and we go there through embracing everything, embracing food, embracing 
interesting touching sexual energy involved as well sexual acts involved as well so yeah. um one practice that i recommend for example for like in terms of se sexual communication is um like we partners can make lists and then share it with each other and mm. there would be like categories in these lists like or let's say three lists on the first list they would write things that it must happen in our in my sexual life you know like this i it must happen you so know sexual like honesty so yeah sexual honesty like things that i really like things that i really love in sexual act like what are they like i just make a list for example i love oral sex and there must be oral sex or i think sexual sexuality should be lived in flow state rather than just talking and going into the mind it's something that requires just to go into the flow so for me, sex has to be in flow of state. So I write it in the first list. The second list is things that I am things that are I am like open to experiment about. For example, like oh, I'm not sure about BDSM, but I just want to give the try about mm -hmm. spanking, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, or just tying right. the hands, tying the feet. But I'm not ready for something like hardcore pain or right. shibari kind of thing. And that would be on the third list, actually, like things that I'm not re ready at all, like things, for example, group sex, let's say, you know, like uh, I did this with one of my partners and she was like, oh, I'm not ready for group sex. So it was like, no, no, no. It was written on the third category for her. But she was ready to explore some a little bit of pain uh, in sexuality. And some of the things, of course, she preferred that it must happen. So this is a good start, I would say. And then we don't have to explore everything at once, you know, like right. we were keeping this list uh, in our living room. So once in a while I was going back and, oh, what did you write in the middle category there? You know, like, I just wanted to try this today, you know, like, and she said, okay, let's try it. You know, consent is very important. hundred percent. Consent, 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 hundred percent. You're right. Yeah. It's super important. And Romeo, you won't believe me, you know, the more I go into it, the more I realize how, how important it is because for men, for especially heterosexual men, it's not so important for us. We, we just want to penetrate, right? We just want to go and fuck and take her and, you know, like, I mean, of course, it has a sexual Well, men are so, uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. It's like men are just rushing to the end goal, <laughs> you know? And Tantra yes, is the opposite. Mostly. Tantra is so the opposite. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful yeah. about it because it takes literally yeah. that, how do I say that, like animalistic aspect of man like what is a man and it's to yeah. hey okay we get it you want to penetrate yeah. but you gotta just go with it you know yeah and the other thing yeah. that actually um you mentioned fatigue that i really like about this uh, when speaking of the goddess who cuts heads off you know in modern traditional society at this point that is not you know we wouldn't consider that a great approach right for from a woman that's not that's not really a great way for a woman to approach a man and it would kind of be you know shunned upon but what i like about what you say and about tantra is that you know that kind of a head cutting response when you don't like something is actually you know it is is this presented as something as part of consciousness as a reaction that is still a part of the divine, right? It's, it's, it's sort of, it's just, it's like a signal to you that, you know, if a, if a woman reacts that way, that this is something you need to not really take offensively, but really no, just yeah. tune it, but just tune into it and learn from it and understand that that yes. reaction is telling you something. It is not to be taken personally 
you know, and, and don't get offended, maybe not necessarily don't, you know, don't get sad about it, don't get mad about it, but just understand that that is just information being thrown your way in that particular form. And if you just treat it that way, you know, you can learn a lot, which is exactly what you said, because you said you have learned a lot from the women who were very direct and, you know, just kind of straight to the point and no, I don't like this. Don't do this. Well, you know, we're we're all adults. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. We're, right. I mean, we're all adults. Like, let's cut the, the BS and like, let's be real. Like, sexual honesty, I'm all for it. Like, don't waste my time in that department. Like, let's, and it's very, very In hard. any department, really. Right. No, but I'm saying it's very, very hard. Because that's what Fatih was talking about is, he, you know, he was talking about the list and listen, yeah. that list might be intimidating at first to share, to be that vulnerable to even to the person you love. That's the hardest thing that I feel men uh, can encounter. And for me, what, what Fatih is talking about for me, I'm taking this in, like you got to do your ch shadow check, you know, and it's not always yeah. easy, but it's definitely an important technique for, for couples because, you know, it's a time to come together with your partner and discuss the uncomfortable, whether it's the challenging feelings, the experiences that are occurring in the relationship. It's the whole thing is a designated space for you to be real about what you're struggling with in yourself and with your partner. And with this whole shadow check, and I call, I mean, I, I'm just for better lack of word, I'm just saying shadow check. It's typically not comfortable but however, it is a lifesaver for relationship because it creates a safe space to move through those challenges. And what better place? Like, I love that Fatih said that, like, hey, listen, you could always go back and, 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 and revise it. Relationships are always evolving. And that's the beauty of it, because when you have that, you have like, hey, this is what I like. You can work on it. Like you talked about the girl, your girlfriend, mm -hmm. right, that you said that she, uh, that she wanted a threesome. No, you wanted a threesome. She wasn't ready. It all just, it, I'm not saying that down the line, maybe she would have, but the fact that you have it there, it makes her consciously aware that, hey, my partner wants this and that. And it, it, it allows them to take that moment, that, let's say, that, that, uh, that knowledge that they know about you that you want, and it can help propel them in a way, and I'm just using this as an example, to work on it. Hey, maybe how can I work on this to make that person happy? What do I need to do to cut, to fulfill my, that so I can make them, you know, make them happy? Cause the whole point about relationship is learning how to, you know, the power dynamics power dynamics, but really learning how to, how to really grow together. I, I, I just like that. that. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Cool. I mean, you popped up a lot of ideas in my mind, you know, like, yeah, of course, we need to focus on our partner, you know, like just to always <clears throat> ponder around, how can I make my partner happier, but our own happiness is coming first, I right. would say, you know, like, right. we need to first attune to our own self, you know, like, what do I want? Like, is it because a lot of relationships uh, is like, um, out of um like people go into relationships because out of they feel like fear of loneliness you know like mm -hmm. they, they don't think they deserve a better partner it's it's more they, out of need or lack right right yes or sometimes um especially men do it you know like they just want to save the woman you know like and become her hero and then this victimhood comes back to them you know like the turns yeah. are tabling uh, tables are turning around so um, we need to be really, really, really as conscious as we can. But sometimes even how, however hard we try, we can't. 
because we have all these um, traumas and blockages in our mind, in our subconscious mind from our childhood, for example. Mm -hmm. So yeah. on a deeper level, uh, like all these things that we have discovering, you know, like the, how to have sexual communication and play and learn how to touch, do the tantric ritual and all that. It's very beautiful, but sometimes people still get stuck. I got stuck. You know, like I, I remember one of my tantric partners, everything was excellent. Sex was great. Everything was amazing, but we were still fighting almost every day. Right. And we explored that it is something to do with our childhood, you know, like the way uh, we related yeah. with our opposite sex parents. You know, for boys, it's the mother. For girls, it's the father. You know, it's a famous thing that, you know, still since... Well, Freud, there's plays, you know? Greek plays on it. <laughs> yeah, lecture <laughs> complex, Oedipus complex, yeah. you know, like... And the time, on a deeper level, we need to go into this therapeutic aspect of Tantra. Right, I call right. it Tantra therapy sometimes. And it's really, it's a long word. It's like, you know, you, it's it will a take years. Life learning experience. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, it's life Never ending it's life learning, but listen, what it, I feel like what it does, right? Let's say when you do like, uh, what is it that you called it right now? Uh, uh, we call this, um, you just mentioned it. Tantric therapy? The th tantric th therapy oh. or, or, or shadow, you know, shadow check. What I like about it is it, there's no, you can, let's say you're in a relationship. You can just set it whether you can do it on a regular basis, semi-regular basis. The whole point of it, it really, right, is to... When let's say when you feel that something shadowy, quote unquote, is surfacing in your relationship, let's say you're moody, you're upset, you're resentful, you, you don't know why you can't connect in bed, why you're mental when you're having sex, or why do you feel this way? It what, the whole point is it create it creates a designated time to come together with your partner and discuss it because um, when you and the best thing and and here's what I want to say like if you're gonna do this shadow check where you're expressing like the you're talking about it the best thing is to do it in public places um because then um it keeps the level of intensity down and, and we can be respectful towards each other and, and 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 throughout the whole process oh yeah definitely you know like if to speak something serious about sex or to give feedback about it don't do it in the bedroom never you know? never you have to get it's it's like oh we are already dressed you know like we're in the living room public space is like if the people if people feel comfortable because it's like there's juicy subjects around it, right? Um, but I would say like do it in the living room when you're eating dinner or something. Yeah, I was gonna and, say maybe even make it make I, it a make it a, you know designated date to it. I, maybe I, I, go yeah, out, you know, yeah, get like some, <laughs> get some get some good dinner, you know, uh, talk about it. I th I think as as you would about anything else, you know. Um, any other topic but treat it you know like that Seriously. And kind of yeah nevertheless sometimes it works the other way around you know like it depends all depends on how much resistance the male partner usually the male partner can take you know like handle let's say yeah because sometimes there's no time for that you know like there's no time to postpone it to the dinner she has to say it in that moment you know like don't try so hard you know and she will and if i'm like a wise male partner I will be happy to hear that and say, okay, this was a little bit harsh on me maybe, but she's right. I got to take care of this and don't complain. Just do it, you know, <laughs> because women have this body wisdom. We, we we don't have it so much. I mean, of course, in the tantric evolution, I teach and coach my clients to tap into the depths of the body wisdom. And there's a lot of practices around it. Um, like I would say in tantra, I think the first stage really is to connect with yourself. You know, like, yeah, you don't know that what, makes a lot what's of happening sense. in your body. 
know, if you don't understand what's your pleasure levels, like where do you come, where do you don't come, you know, like all these things, and then start learning to control them, but also enjoy, oh, like if I touch here, I feel a lot of pleasure, you know, like, so this is the first stage. And the second stage is actually, interestingly enough, to have connections with the same sex, you know, like women need to go and share a lot of energy and love and connection with their Estrogen you know? energy. Here. And we guys, yeah, we need to do it with ourselves, you know, like men to men, bromance, like it it, ha it can be sexual, um, uh, homosexual relationships, bisexual relationships. But if you don't want to go there, at least heterosexually have really strong brotherhoods and connect with other men, especially elder men. You know, if you have a lot of troubles with your father, then maybe your uncles, your spiritual father, if you, ha if you have one, you know. So that's because that will empower your essence. As a man, I need to nurture my male right, right. Well, as a woman. Yeah. It comes full circle. I mean, you have we on on, yeah. a, on a on a very basic level, we have to really know how to communicate with the same sex because by communicating and establishing real real genuine, let's say for males, male relationship or for female female relationships, when you establish really solid healthy relationship with that of your same sex, you're a better person to the opposite. Why? Because you're learning through other people, through by talking, you're learning how to really take people in, into it. And I just want to go back a little bit. You guys had talking about like, oh, when we we're talking about this, um, doing the whole uh, shadow check and doing it in the living, I think Maria said in the living room. Uh, I, I just want to say that. I want to say something. No, I, I will say not to do shadow check in the living room. I think that it has to be in a public sp in space because you're taking a lot of things into consideration, like the environment. You can both be at a level uh mind when addressing things and i think a good thing is to each person gets let's say you, you got to do 15 minutes to talk about what's going on without interruptions and here's another thing that we didn't mm -hmm. talk about is we got to stay away from the blame and we need to start we need to use like i statements i've been feeling my experiences and the the good thing is you we also too the good thing is we got to keep it not to go like hours of it like i think a good 50 minutes is good for the whole shadow check to avoid burnout. Because remember, the whole point is not to have an agenda or to or to get something from each other, but to, it's to understand what you said fatigue ourselves each and each other and to reach a common ground because that's what strengthens it. And I think that's what's so amazing about Tantra is that it, it just, it really, really knows how, it really, it, there's a really understanding of connecting, of mindfulness and it helps to do the shadow check because, uh, you know, it, listen, sometimes it, it, um, what really helps is, is is that it can go smoothly in in, in being a committed relationship and, and being on the same team as your partner. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's your partner. That's your ride or die. You got to be on the same page. Like, you, you know, you, you can't we can't be against each other. And sometimes it, it happens where you feel you're against each other. But that's just because there's like a miscommunication and yes, it can be uncomfortable. Feelings arise in, in intimate relationships. But we need to know that, you know, love is the foundation of, of this connection and it, 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 we can make it through. Uh, but really, it's to really, really generally solidify that because when you have that strong connection, sex is amazing. Well, I just want to remind our audience, whoever is listening right now, is that, and I think every individual and every couple needs to find out what works for them. Right. That's really important. Of course. You know, like just... Try and experiment and find what really works for you. 
Um, because there are a lot of like every individual is so unique and I'm we are all on an evolutionary path, you know, like something that was working for me six months ago might not be working right now. And I have to uh, refer to this male psychology and female psychology here. You know, what Romeo, you were talking about, you know, being um, direct or not so direct, you know, like being um, talking with a nonviolent communication, like, uh, right. like I feel like this instead of saying you make me feel like this. Uh, it, I really love it. It's, it works in many different cases, but sometimes it's okay to it's okay to hear from my partner. Like I sometimes I even crave from my partner that she give me a direct criticism. You know, like and I want to just see if I can handle it. You know, like because it's making it's it's um, nurturing my masculine energy if it's done in the right way. You know, like right. Um, but a female partner might be very vulnerable and very sensitive, so. Maybe the dialogue goes like this, you know, like the female partner makes like a direct criticism, direct feedback. That doesn't have to be criticism. It can be just feedback, you know, and the male partner can be very, very gentle and say it in a very different way, you know, and it can still work out for that couple. Thank you for that. Thanks for that clarification. Now, we're, we're kind of we're, we're reaching here at the end of, our, of the show, but I really want to, is it, can you tell us about conscious uh, sensuality, like what is conscious sensuality exactly? Well, um, becoming very, very conscious of the small touches. Like there's a metaphor that I like very much. Uh, women, uh, sorry, men touch in kilograms and women touch in grams. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Nice. Like uh, we, yeah. we guys, we, we want to touch hard. We want to make fast and big movements, you know? during sex as well, like in touching. And for a lot of female people, it will be the opposite way that they enjoy very much. So bring all this consciousness and slowness and like there are certain games that how do you I really practice offer to my how do you clients practice or my that? followers. Sorry, how do you practice yeah. that? Oh, yeah, like first of all, in general, I think Tantra is the best experienced and accessed by doing a ritual. Like a Tantric ritual can be something really amazing. It could be very simple, like a Take 20 minutes, and in this 20 minutes, all you're aiming is to just to connect with your partner, but without talking and without sex or kissing, for example. So it could be like, a, like an environment, like a setting, like they sit face-to-face, -face, touching knees, like on a yoga mat or something, a little pillow under their butts, and they just hold hands in a certain way. You know, like uh, the, the palms are touching each other and the energy starts to circulate, for example, when you do that. And there's just eye gazing for five minutes, let's say. And there's no talking. And there's maybe a nice meditative music in the background. And this will already start opening new levels, you know, like. And the second stage could be with closed eyes. On the third stage, I usually tell them that the male partner goes and sits behind the female partner. So they're sitting back to back not face-to-face, -face. and from this back-to-back, -back, from these spines, there's this kundalini energy rising, and it's exchanging of energy. It's like to be very juicy, very exciting, very sexy, very arousing. But the rule in this 20 minutes is not to have sex and not to touch genitals, uh, boobs of a female partner as well, and no kissing and no talking. So you force the energy to go somewhere else, and that somewhere else is usually somewhere higher, a higher chakra, and you become more conscious. You become like it becomes like something magical. Usually, it's it's giving this um, opportunity for that. On the fourth stage, you could just go back and sit face to face again, 
hold palms again, keep it open eyes or closed eyes, depending on how you want to do it. Um, there's a little bit of different variations of this ritual too. But the, here is the goal. Like you just come together with your partner and you don't speak and you don't have sex and you don't kiss and see what's happening there. Everything right. else is okay. You can touch you can touch your partner in every way you want, except you don't go into the full sexuality. Just doing this can open huge doors for conscious sensuality, I would say. 100%. 100%. And I, I want to share something. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue, Fatih. Sorry. No, this is like a, one of the best things that I really liked. And that opened up a lot of um, awareness points for me. You know, like I realized so many different things about, you know, after 10, more than 10 years of Tantra, you know, like, with the tantric ritual, I still can see different aspects of myself, different aspects of what sex is, what sexual energy is. You know, it's like a like a rabbit hole. You know, the yeah. more the deeper you go, it's the better. It's going. Well, it's great. Listen, yeah. uh, me as an actor and Marie also as as an actress, I can tell you that we've been trained Meisner, which is all about present and aka mindfulness, being mindful. Um, even in, in improv, okay. we, there's exercises where in acting classes, if you have a good acting, uh, teacher, you, we do that where two individuals stand in front of each other and all you do is just stare mm-hmm. at each other and breathe and you take in everything. Mm. The whole point of the exercise is to connect on that level to yeah. the, to the point where you can see if that move, if that person flinched wiggle their eye, a toe, a finger, you will be in tune. Why is that important? Because when we're do when you're as actors, when you're doing a scene or you're whether it's a play for a TV show or a movie, you have to be so in tune so that the dialogue is the emotions dictate the dialogue and how are you how are you going to be how how are you going to be triggered by how the other person reacts and how the other person is is is, is communicating with you. It's listening listening fully mind body and soul like really you got to be in tune and this is what's so amazing about tantra is that the whole practice of of conscious sensuality is just amazing and you cannot go wrong anyone that can that says that this is this is something not this is a lie it's not a lie because we even applied in acting like in acting classes i'm not saying the whole tantra thing but the whole just standing there taking Mm -hmm. your partner sometimes i remember when i first started acting i was so mental and that's why acting is very hard because it's 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 there's there's something there's a connection to acting and 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 sex is that we're mental at the beginning we're so mental there's such there's a lot of noise how do you go into your body and it's it's a work in progress yeah. and like tantra is, is that it teaches you how to just yeah. work on yourself so you can be better partner and and really learn yeah. really have the experience um yeah, that's why I think it's like this ritualistic approach. Like, doesn't have to be like seven twenty four. Right, I'm right. I'm in a ritual. Like, but no, take some time, carve out some space and time with your partner, and just do twenty minutes. And then you can have your sexual experience for one hour or two hours, whatever you want to do it. But just take those twenty minutes, and it will really bring you to the moment. And especially for men, as you mentioned prior, you know, like. Men have a lot of urges to like just rush and just go to the end goal. And <clears throat> it will help them to learn how to enjoy the process. And in the process, there's amazing things happening. 
And even our nervous system starts changing because the nerves are, you know, like um, conditioned to be uh, taking that much of a pleasure in that intensity and that amount of time, you know, like that quick. And all of that has to change if you take this time where you're postponing the pleasure, where you're slowing down, you know, like you're focusing on the eyes of your lover. So, and it will help women open up more, you know, like right. it's like a miracle. I realize that I'm trying to teach to the guys as much as often, you know, like I'm doing YouTube videos and Instagram reels about it over and over again. Give a woman her space. That's so fucking important, you know, because when she has given the space and time, she will relax more, she will trust you more, and she will open up more. Yep. And then she will become a goddess. But if you rush it, you will miss all of it. Wow. Well, right. Uh, Fatih, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. I am your host, Romeo. Oh, one more thing, Fatih. If people want to get a hold of you, yeah. what is the best way they can get a hold of you? Um, let them come to my Instagram, if they're following Instagram, Vajra Fatih. V-A-J-R-A-F-A-T-I-H. It's oh. Mostly the content there is Turkish, but um, they can go to my link there and find my English book, English video course. They can just write a DM to me and I will guide them. Cool. And do you have a website? No, I don't have a website. At the moment. I have okay. my YouTube channel, YouTube channel, Instagram channel, Amazon book, but not a website. Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. I'm your host, Romeo. And I'm your co-host, Maria. Till next time. Cheers. Thank you. Wow.